going on, my people? How y'all doing, family? It's me, the radical Latino, the salsa bandit. <laughs> you know, um, how y'all week been? Um, my week has been pretty crazy. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but my voice is like a raspy as shit. You know, down here in New York, uh, the weather's crazy. The weather change is insane. You hot one minute, cold one minute, hot again, there's a blizzard, it's raining. It's it's insane. You know, like people out all out here getting sick and all that. Just you know, and it's crazy. But how y'all doing? You know, I'm here. This is episode four. You know, you already saw the, the title. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that, but there's other things that I'm gonna try to really dive in into. Uh, y'all yeah, know this? Uh, y'all yeah, know this girl named Little Tay? You know, some Asian um, nine-year-old girl, some Asian girl. Um, she calls herself Little Tay, and uh, if you ever see any videos of her, it's some raggedy, dusty crazy behavior that she does like she's like yeah yeah i'm out here nigga yeah yeah nigga and all this other ratchet bullshit you know what i'm saying and it, it's not cute it's not cool it's 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 some ratchet shit and um she she's been you know in the spotlight lately because you know, she's on Instagram flashing money and all this other stuff, and she's nine years old. She's smoking cigarettes or weed or whatever the case is, and she's nine. And she's going on interviews talking about she's a motivational speaker and all this other bullshit, which is which is not true. A nine-year-old can motivate no one. You know what I'm saying? But she's basically becoming becoming a professional shit talker. You know what I'm saying? But she's been hot in the news lately because her mom they found out her mom got fired from her job when she worked at a re, uh, retail company or whatever the case was. And that's why she was like out here, you know, uh, going to like different cribs and all that, saying that this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. So yeah, that's little Tay. Mind you. Her mom is approving of all of this, you know, recording all of this, you know, having pictures next to Lamborghinis, claiming that it's hers, and she's doing a bunch of other ratchet wow shit, you know what I mean? And she is being like lauded, like, oh my god, this is so cute, this is, which is not, you know, she's out here acting like a goddamn buffoon, and she's smoking and all that, but it's funny, no one is taking this little girl away from her parents. No one is like saying, yo, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? But if it was us, they would have took that, they would have took our kids and us to jail. All, all everybody, even the super, everybody would be getting locked up. But you know, when it, when it's someone else in the, you know, in the dominant society or that's, you know, Asian because they, you know, racial hierarchy, Asians are, are on top. Um, it's okay for them to do that because you know it's 
it seemed cute. It's like whatever, you know, they don't really see that big of a deal. But um, so the thing is, she got exposed this week. She got exposed. Um, there's a video that surfaced. I don't know who really. I didn't really research that that much. But there was a video that surfaced of her brother coaching her what to say, how to say things, and all this other. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna play it in a minute. Um, but. Be very, very aware of what he's going to say. I, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but he's going to basically say, hey, can you say that more ignorant? And I'm going to break that down. Give me a minute. Bitch, you little Tay always got enough money. This shit cost me 2000 This shit cost me 10000 And I this- I said stop saying 10000 you see right there, that's that's little Tay. That's just a piece of the video, you know? And if you hear her brother on the receiving end, he's basically coaching her. He's saying, like, listen, this is what you gotta say, this is how you gotta do it, you gotta say it like this and all this other stuff. But here here comes a very interesting part. Lil Tay be popping on YouTube right now. You guys caught that family? You guys caught that? He said you gotta be more ignorant. More ignorant. Watch. This is what he said. More ignorant. And this is how they view us. More ignorant. And the crazy thing is, she's mocking black people. She's mocking how they're supposed to sound. She's mocking how they're supposed to be like. See, that's how she sees black society. She sees them as more ignorant. Coming from her damn brother. And her mom is not good in all this. She's, you know, promoting all of this shit. She's the one, you know, videotaping all of this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I have a huge problem when it comes to somebody like that coming into a community and basically trying to mock them because that's exactly what she's doing she's mocking black society she's coming in and saying that all right i'm gonna see how you ignorant people acting all that you know what i'm saying with the woe vickies she's another one the woe vickies and all of them like they are basically mocking black society and we shouldn't stand for it we shouldn't just share their videos likes and all this other stuff Nah, because guess who guess who else they're going to be coming out and mocking? You know what I'm saying? It's not going to take long. It's not going to take long. I'm telling you. I keep on saying in every episode, Latinos and Blacks, we're the same. We sh or Latinos, we shouldn't be seen as different. We shouldn't see each other as different. You know what I'm saying? So that that's exactly what it is. This little Tay chick... Basically got exposed. She, she's. This is all. All of this is not true. All of this is not true. You know what I'm saying? She's a fraud. And I'm glad. You know. However, this got exposed. I'm glad that she got exposed for this, because for a while, you know, she's been out here just looking like a goddamn buffoon. You know, because that's not how um, she really acts. You know, but that's how she thinks. 
black people are acting. That's how she thinks we're perceived as, you know, because they already have this fucked up vision of black society, how they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to act and all this other shit. You know, Whoa Vicky is another one. You know what I'm saying? There was a video of these this little black chick, like almost fainting, hyperventilating when she saw her come to the school. Like, whoa, what is going on here? That's insane. We shouldn't we shouldn't look up to them. We shouldn't see them as somebody that, oh my God, because they got a lot of followers, I, I should gotta follow. No, get out of here with that. We shouldn't see them as a beacon of hope. They could go fuck themselves. They're mocking you and we shouldn't allow that. We should call these motherfuckers out. You know what I'm saying? We should call them out. And I think that's how we should start. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Also, did you guys uh, check out the news clip of um, a border officer shooting an immigrant, an undocumented person in the head? I think it was in was in Texas or Arizona, somewhere like that. A border officer shot a uh, immigrant. Uh, un- he, they call it undocumented person, but come on, it's a person. A Latin person in the head. And they're totally fine. They're being justified with that. And that's something we have to also look at. You know what I'm saying? We're not safe. Guess what? They're treating us the same. And I keep on telling you guys, they're treating us the same. They're justifying it. They're saying, hey, that's totally fine. It's cool because they're undocumented. The last episode that I did before, the cognitive dissonance. Oh, they're immigrants. They don't got no rights, so it's okay if I shoot one in the in the, in the wig. You know what I mean? There's another video that came out, I think a week ago, of... This border um, patrol guy, he stopped these two Spanish women, speaking women, Spanish speaking women, because they were speaking Spanish. Two Latinas who are citizens of the US, uh, United States, he stopped them because they were speaking Spanish and he wanted to check their papers and they recorded this whole thing. I'm telling you, we're all gonna get targeted. I'm telling you, we are not safe. Once we start getting on one code, once we start seeing us as not Spanish or Hispanic, as Latino, but only, but also African Latinos, as if we start seeing each other as that, that's when we'll start actually, you know, coming together and actually rising up and doing what we have to do to overthrow the system of white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? Because guess what? That's probably going to be... Just give it some time. Just give it some time. There's going to be a lot of unarmed Latinos getting killed in the street. And I don't don't be running to, to black society saying, Oh my God, this is so crazy. We feel your pain. Nah. Don't, don't do that because there's a bunch of Latinos that were voting for Trump. There's a bunch of Latinos that didn't even support, um, you know, the the... The, the slaying of all these black lives, they didn't they didn't speak out. You know what I'm saying? Most Latinos didn't even say nothing about Zimmerman. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't identify with Latino. He, he calls himself white. He says he's white. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to unite the Latin community to think one way and get on code. 
because we are all the same. We all treated the same and we're all viewed as the same. You know what I'm saying? So the next thing that I want to talk about is the Harvey Weinstein and Morgan Freeman situation. Harvey Weinstein was, you know, um, went, went to trial. He posted bail. He turned himself in or whatever. And he got a bunch of, you know, charges stacked up against him. Mind you, um, this guy has been proven that he actually raped someone. There's video evidence. There's audio evidence. There's fingerprints. There's probably a dramatization happening right now of this guy committing these acts against women. I am totally for, you know, protecting women. You shouldn't rape them whatsoever. If you accuse someone, at least have evidence. And for Harvey Weinstein, they had evidence. The whole Cosby situation, I do not agree with. Cosby was a victim, and I'm going to tell you guys why. Cosby was perceived to do these certain acts, but they didn't have no evidence. If they showed evidence that Cosby did such things, then yeah, I'm all for it. Go ahead and lock that dude up. But no, it was a bunch of hearsay and hearsay and hearsay and hearsay. Mind you, 16 women were on trial. It was only one person. You know what I'm saying? And I really want to see if Harvey Weinstein is going to be treated the same. You know what I'm saying? Harvey Weinstein did this to 100 women. 100. Cosby was accused, I think was it 50 or 60. Harvey got doubled in that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see if he gets treated the same. I want to see if there'll be a hung jury because it shouldn't be. There's a bunch of evidence. But if there is, I want to see if they drag him into court again. But let's do say the first time is okay. They drag him into court and he's convicted. I want to see what the sentence is. I want to see if they match it with Cosby or not. That's what I want to see. Because if they're going to just say some little bullshit house arrest, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to fly. Then that means you guys got to do it with Cosby. And then it becomes a racial issue. And that's what my main topic today is. Debunking intersectionality. Why? Because it doesn't exist. And I'm going I'm to segue myself into that in a minute. This whole Me Too movement, it seems like for some reason it's always attacking non-white males. It's always attacking non-white males. And a bunch of these white males, the Louis C. Clarks, all the Charlie Sheens, and all these other people are not being brought to trial. And if they are... Please let me know when. Because what I keep on getting a response from on Twitter and from other people that I speak to, oh, they're going to do it. One time, they're going to do it. Someday, they're still investigating. Well, we still got to get more information. 
You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to us, they already know what date, they know what happened, who's investigating, what this person found, all this other crazy shit. But when it comes to them, well, we gotta investigate. You see, it's very, uh, it's very, a, a, a very crazy process. What you gotta understand is that we can't get all of the information. We have to fly in three experts from Canada over here, and we gotta talk to them because what they gotta do is no, that's all bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because when the same thing happens with them, they got all these excuses because they're on code, and that's one example of being on code. But when it comes to us, they automatically know what to do with us. You know what I'm saying? Now, this leads me to Morgan Freeman. It, it, first of all, it was a prize to everybody. Morgan Freeman was brought, you, brought up and said that eight women are accusing this man. I was like, oh, hell no. What is going on? Morgan Freeman, not old Morgan, no. Why? Por qué? Morgan Freeman was accused. I'm like, oh shit, he's old. Why would they do that to this old dude like that? And I'm like, okay, there must be some crazy evidence to for eight women to come out. But then I started reading, and then I'm like, wait a minute, this is crazy. You know what they're accusing this man of? It's, they're not accusing this man of touching someone's clit, you know, juggling their booty holes, you know, spitting on them, telling them, yo, come, come to my, come to my penthouse and let me smash you raw dog. None of that shit. He's being accused of literally sexual undertones. Sexual undertones. So it, it seems to me that anybody that's being accused of something sexual, now we have to, and especially black, it's automatically believed. Oh my God, what did he do? Well, I felt like he just suggested sex to me. <gasps> that's it, we, we have to get him. You know what I'm saying? Sexual undertones. This is insane. And this proves that this whole Me Too movement and this whole uh, demonizing of black men without without proof it's racially motivated this whole thing is racially motivated and I'm gonna let you guys hear a clip in a minute but yeah it's basically sexual undertones so are you guys gonna hear it here first I'm, I'm, I'm saying it they're gonna make a law that's basically I'm right and I say so they're gonna make a law that basically is gonna imprison anybody that is perceived to get away with some sexual undertone. I'm telling you right now, that's what they're gonna do. A woman is probably gonna go up to a precinct somewhere and said, I didn't feel safe because this person said hi to me and he said in a sexual manner, arrest them. That's it, that's always gonna happen. And that's what I, I I see it. I see it because guess what? They try to do that with the whole street harassment. Thank God it didn't happen. But that that's what they try to do. And 
I believe that this is the way it's going to go. This is what we got to watch out. We have to watch this out. This, this isn't just happening for no reason. But here, I'm going to let you guys hear a clip of what Morgan Freeman is being accused of, which is insane. Now CNN's Chloe Malas and Ann Fung. Ladies, this has been many months of, I know, working on, on your parts. What are you finding in your reporting, Chloe? Um, three individuals who attended a birthday party thrown for Morgan Freeman at his production company claims that staffers were asked to stand in a circle and Freeman allegedly walked up to the women, looked them up and down and stood within an inch of their face before moving on to the next woman in the circle. A source who was there said there were, there were quote, sexual undertones to this exchange. You hear that? Sexual undertones. So it's up to their own decor if someone is giving them sexual advances or not. Are you serious? Is this something we're going to allow? And it's crazy because they're talking and referring to this man that this is what happened. And, well, guess what? It was sexual undertones. And whenever you, you know, point to someone black, obviously they're going to believe it. Because what do they look at black men as? Sexual deviants. Sexual predators. So, of course, they're going to believe him. So this is basically what they're claiming. My man gave these women sexual undertones just by standing in a circle. Are you serious? And it gets worse. Check this out. And another female employee says she walked up to uh, that Freeman walked up to her on set and asked her, quote, how do you feel about sexual harassment? When she appeared flustered by the question, Freeman then turned to other people on the set and said, see, guys, this is how you do it. The source told us she was just stunned by the exchange. That's crazy. He just walked up to a female and just asked, what do you think about sexual harassment? And now we're going to bury this man because of that? Because he walked up to someone and said, what do you think about sexual harassment? It sounds to me that he was just wanting a conversation, obviously, because this whole thing is going on. But what do you feel about sexual harassment? He, are you serious? We're going to bury somebody because of this? And that's what they're claiming? And this is their proof. This is their proof. Walking up to women, looking them up and down, sexual undertones. What do you think about sexual harassment? Oh my God, no. So you, So right now, we can't even look or even talk to white women without a big sexual thing being being brought to light this is what we're bearing this man off of but th that's not even the, the the piece of it they have a piece of footage that's like their smoking gun check this out now uh one of those comments brooke was caught on tape in which he says to me boy do i wish i was there while looking me up and down i was six months pregnant at the time his co-stars alan arkin and michael kane were both there next to him witness that exchange they look at him we have that on tape, and take note of Freeman's eyes in this clip. One time I, I congratulated a woman on being pregnant, and she wasn't. Um, and so I've Chloe never done it again. CNN, For 50 years, I've never done it. You've learned your lesson. I learned my lesson. Um, this, so do I wish I was there. Uh, this movie is... Wow. Boy, do I wish I was there, and that's their smoking gun. Obviously, he was referring to uh, Michael Caine's, um, you know, comment. Because he gave a compliment to a woman that wasn't pregnant. 
and he basically said oh i wish i was there when she wasn't so it was like a funny moment how is that how in the world how in the world is that supposed to indicate anything sexual and we're burying this man you 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 see what i'm saying It's, it's getting ridiculous to this point it's getting ridiculous and the fact that black men are the only one being attacked only one being attacked and the only one being punished to this extent leads me up to intersectionality boy oh boy the big hot button issue that's buzzing around my personal life (laughs) intersectionality now what is intersectionality for some of you guys that might not know what intersectionality is it basically means um intersections of oppression that's all that it means intersection of oppression how i understand it and how it was explained to me which confirmed to my understanding in the first place was different layers of oppression for example if someone's a woman that's the first layer if they're black that's the second layer and if they're gay oh my god the black gay woman that's the third layer so that's intersectionality different layers of oppression which I call bullshit yeah I'm calling bullshit on that there's no such thing as intersectionality what I'm gonna call it is white supremacy that's the only thing that trumps everything else intersectionality is a very clever way of saying reverse racism that's all it is and I'm gonna I'm gonna break everything down right now now I got into this little discussion with a feminist a black feminist um, and it wasn't a debate it wasn't an argument it was a discussion and when I got into the discussion she kept on bringing up intersectionality, 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 which I already heard before. But I, but different people have different, you know, definitions of it. But the main definition is that just intersections, different layers of oppression. And her main thing, which was every other black feminist's main thing, whenever they do refer to intersectionality is non-white males can oppress women also so that basically struck a big chord with me I'm like how can someone that's oppressed themselves oppress another group of people I didn't get an answer then I followed up of saying what is examples of oppression by non-white males the only answer I got was rules that they put rules on women alright and the different layers within those rules or whatever the case is so basically I just got one 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 example and the only example that I ever got it which was rules and 
I told her, well, those rules could be easily, easily dismantled by just leaving the oppressor very easily. But guess what? You can't leave white supremacy. And just one tactic, whenever you guys are having a discussion with anybody, people will do a certain amount of tactics when um, you got them on the corner or you're basically debunking their bullshit. They will either call you gay. They will either call, say that you don't got no girl or man, whatever the case is. They'll try, they'll try to attack you personally, which doesn't, shouldn't ever work. They'll either say that, um, oh, uh, you're not going to get no pussy or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? So they'll try to attack you personally. And what I say to that is just like boxing, bob and weave, bob and weave, because those shouldn't even affect you. It shouldn't even affect you whatsoever because all of them joints is not going to be true anyway. So just be cognizant of those tactics whenever you do have a discussion about race or whatever the case is with anybody else with an opposite point of view. Now, one of those tactics were basically being thrown out at me. All I did was bob and weave and just stick to the point. Can you give me an example of non-white males oppressing women, especially women of color? And the only one she came out was rules. And again, I debunked that. You could easily leave your oppressor, but you can't leave white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So here we goes. Now, um, the different layers of intersectionality, right? The big one, women. Okay, women, got it. Let's go all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way back to the 60s. When uh, the civil rights movement was in full force, the feminist movement started to pick up, pick up legs and stuff. The beginning of the feminist movement was completely racist. There were a group of white supremacists basically saying that we need rights and fuck the black men because we need more rights than they do. That's basically what it was. But they weren't really getting their voices heard or whatever. So they ended up, which was very smart from them, adopting black women into their struggle. They basically said, listen, come with us because we're going to use you with your numbers because there's more of you guys than than it is from us. We're going to use you from your numbers so we can have our voices heard. Because by the way, you're a woman and you're independent. Oh, and that's when that whole independent women bullshit you know, happen. And the only thing, the only time you ever hear a woman say, I'm independent, I'm independent, but yet still lives in the projects and have section eight is some hood chick. You know what I'm saying? But yet they're independent. All right. So that's how they did it. They did. They just use black women for their numbers. That's all they did because all those benefits that women got did not give to black women. 
whatsoever. Before the 60s, white women were the only ones being told to sit in the house and cook. Stay in the house and raise our kids. Stay in the house and stitch and wash laundry. That was the only person, the only women, white women were the only people being told that. Black women were not being told that whatsoever. Black women were the ones being raped, beaten, told to pick kind and raise their kids. White women weren't told that. So white women said, you know what, I'm tired of this shit. Let's, you know, get our little signs or whatever and let's start, you know, getting some rights. You know what I'm saying? Because they started seeing black people getting rights. So they basically, all lives mattered the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what they try to do. But once that happened and black women didn't get anything, that didn't stop black women from being feminist whatsoever because white women were feeding them these lies. Well, you know what? Black men are this, black men are this, black men are this, black men are this. Because whenever you see a group of white feminists coming together on the aid of black feminists is only when a black male is the victim. Only time. No one can ever, ever, ever tell me in history whenever a group, the majority of white feminists, not individuals, but a majority of white feminists coming together on the aid of black women going against a white male. Nowhere in the history of feminism ever. It's always against a black male. White women, they rally around and their numbers grow because of black feminists when they're going against white and black males. But they, they always rally around black women when it's always against black males because they never come against white males. Here's an example, Sandra Bland. She's a woman, black woman. No one came to her defense. Rakia Boy, no one came to her defense. The countless videos of black women getting beat by these Asian store owners, nobody came to her defense or their defense. The countless videos of white police officers beating the brakes of a white, a black woman, sorry, black women. No one comes to their defense. You know what they say? Well, you know, we got to really look at the video. How did the video start? You know, this is what we got. You know what I'm saying? No one comes to their defense. But yet, whenever there's a Cosby, oh yeah, there's busloads and busloads and busloads of white women. When there's a Morgan Freeman, busloads and busloads and plane loads of white women saying, yeah, he, uh, he looked at me up and down and I felt assaulted. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the crust of that. So part intersectionality, women got debunked right there. Only affects white women. That's the only thing. Black women, nothing. Now the other part, black women. Again, the, I just debunked that. 
with history because nobody can tell me in history a group of white women coming to a defense of black women when a non-white male is not involved. No one. So I just debunked both of those. Now, gay black women, the gay community, that, that's not intersectionality. The gay community is, is run by white supremacists. Milo, look at Milo. He's the epitome of the, he represents the gay community, but he's a white supremacist. Why? Because he says foul, foul, foul shit about the black community. He's also a Trump supporter, which also makes him like, okay, you're a Trump supporter too on top of that? Okay, you, he never um, said nothing bad about Trump or, or what he was saying when black people were getting hit in his rallies. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Milo is one of these what, gay, gay lives matter, gays for Trump, gay people. So there's no intersectionality here. The gay people... They, they practice white supremacy to, to gay people all the time. The gay white supremacists, they practice that all the time. Look in New York. It's a bunch of, bunch of people that can't even get into clubs because, oh, no, you're black and gay. No, you're black. You get the hell out. So that doesn't save you. You see how this is all bullshit? You see how this is all, there's no such thing as oppression of different levels. It's only one oppression. It's called white supremacy. You know why? Because the oppression happens to you whether you're gay or not or woman or not. You're non-white. That's the oppression right there. And oppression means power and control. If I have the power to control you, I have the power to oppress you. But then here comes the other side argument. What about psychological oppression or psychological damage? White supremacy is psychological damage. First of all, psychological damage or, you know, um, um, or oppression, it, it, it's, it's subjective. You know, I can have psychological trauma because one thing happened to me, but the person that happened, the same trauma that happened to them, they cannot have... They might not have psychological trauma. You know what I'm saying? So that's a moot point. There's no psychological trauma with intersectionality of oppression whatsoever. There was a study that came out um, that basically studied the effects of psychological trauma on 9-11 victims. What they found out was maybe like 58% of the people affected by 9-11 never lived in New York on the time of 9-11, ever. And they go to a room two times a week and talk with people with soft voices because they experienced psychological trauma just by looking at what's on TV. Again, psychological trauma is subjective. And another moot point whenever you do talk to these people, you know? So, like I was saying, those intersectionality at different levels of oppression is bullshit. Now, when they say non-white males 
can oppress women and non-white women, which is bullshit, just by rules, again, that can't happen. Non whatsoever, not whatsoever. That cannot happen because there's no system to protect these non-white males when they do want to act upon that oppression. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to white supremacy, there is a system to protect the oppressor. There is a system to protect the actions of that oppressor. Don't believe me? Look at all the cops that's walking away free right now. Don't believe me? Look at all the people that's been recorded from weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of white people stopping or trying to stop or actually succeeding to stop black people by just having fun, you know? The Starbucks incident, right there. The barbecue incident, right there. These are examples of the system working for the oppressor. The oppressed, there's no system for the oppressed whatsoever. Because if there was, you would have pointed out to it and you would have been like, right there, right there, bro. You can't, you can't talk shit, bro. It's right there, man. It's right there, dude. You know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? You guys could have pointed that out. And I'm going to show, actually, I'm going to let you guys hear one more clip. It's, this is basically white supremacy in a nutshell. It's a clip of a white woman getting pulled over. And she got pulled over because of drunk driving. But it's not that she got pulled over by drunk driving is the issue. It's what she said that is the issue. But this woman is called... I'm about to get her name right now. Monica Young. She is a lawmaker. A lawmaker down in New Mexico. And it's really crazy what she said. It's not about her getting pulled over. It's what she said. And I'm going to break that down. All right? Here it goes. I know it's kind of hard to hear. I don't know if you guys caught that. She said, I literally fight for you guys every time. She's crying right now. She's doing the white woman cry. Don't don't uh, believe all that bullshit. But that's what she's saying. She, I fight for you guys every time. Just listen to it one more time. I, I literally fight for you guys every Well, that doesn't make it okay to drink and drive. I'm not drinking and driving. Okay. Well then, once we do the breath test, it'll show. I fight for you guys every time I get this chance. I know it's kind of hard to hear, but she basically just said, I fight for you guys every time I get the chance. Here, hear it one more time. Listen to what she's saying. I fight for you guys every time I get the chance. 
So basically, she knows that these race soldiers are out here shooting us down and she fights for them. She knows that it's fucked up, but she fights for them. And that's what she, she's basically talking in code right now. Saying like, listen, we're white. Come on, just let me go. I'm not these niggas over here. We're white, it's totally fine. Just let me go, man, come on. Why are you not getting on cold? That's basically what she's saying. I fight for you guys. I fight for you guys. And it gets worse. She gets to the police um, station and it gets worse. Check this out. You guys heard that? You guys heard that? When people say that you treat other people like shit, I defend you all. This white woman, she knows. White people are not stupid. People in the dominant society, they're not dumb. They see what the fuck is going on. They see our brains getting blown out. They see how we getting shot inside the car. They see when we get beat up and they don't say shit. They don't care. They def this is a white woman saying this. They do not defend us. There, there's an the intersectionality right there. There it goes. They do not defend us. They defend them. They, the, she's a lawmaker. A lawmaker. That means she makes laws. And guess who she's making laws to defend? Guess. You guys can make that, you know, yeah, smart. You know what I'm saying? Guess. Here, here's some more. Here's some more. that does that you see there goes your intersectionality it doesn't matter it's, it's, it just so happened that you know she just met the one non-racist cop out there by the way the cop was white is white sorry is white you know what i'm saying there it goes people in the nominal society know what's going on trust me they know they know the and they see the injustice that ha that happens to us they know they're not stupid listen white people are not dumb okay these white people could literally tell you the nanometer of a molecule that goes inside the goddamn fucking orange but when it comes to race oh shit what the fuck race i don't know what i don't know what that is I don't know what that is, dude. They could tell you each infinity stone, what it does, and the other infinity stones that weren't even found, and the ones that were thought of and wasn't even put inside a comic book. But when it comes to race, dude, there's no race, bruh. 
Come on, bro. Stop with all that race shit, man. You sound like a race baiter, bro. Come on, dude. You know what I'm saying? They literally tell you how many stars are in the Milky Way and how many stars are outside the Milky Way. How many Earth-like planets there is. But when it comes to race... I don't know, dude. That's crazy, bro. Listen, all I know is that... uh. That doesn't exist if you have love in your heart, bro. You know what I mean? Now, get the fuck out of here with that shit. That right there is a perfect example of how the dominant society sees us. That right there. And if you guys are still too naive, still too, um, you know, confused on how they, they see us, there it goes. Right there. There it goes. Alright, man. I knew it was going to be a long episode. But listen. Um, check me out on Instagram at Radical underscore Latino underscore. Twitter, the same thing. Radical underscore Latino underscore. And... Hit, hit me up on both platforms. Tell me what y'all think. This is also on YouTube at The Radical Latino. The same thing as the podcast. Let me know what y'all think. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Let's start a conversation, all right? I'm out!